Welcome back to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Once again, my name is Pastor Todd Walker, and I'm taking us through a series of podcasts called Sermon Extras. And all we do on these Sermon Extra podcasts is look at one aspect of the scripture we looked at this past Sunday. And we've been going through the book of Colossians, and what I want to focus on is in the chapter 2 of Colossians. Uh, we looked at verses 1 to 7 this past Sunday, but really I want to vo- focus on verse 4 in this podcast. That's all we'll have time to look at. But uh, just to bring you up to, up to speed here, in our past sermon we talked about treasuring Christ Jesus, how valuable Christ is. Paul, That is Paul's topic here in the first part of Colossians. He starts talking about all the riches of God are within Christ, that Christ is God's greatest mystery, that all of wisdom and and God's knowledge and God's assurance are within Christ Jesus. And so we spent our entire time on Sunday talking about the treasure of Christ and how there's nothing or anyone greater than Jesus. And I think it was a very well and worthwhile study. But there's one aspect I didn't get to spend a lot of time on that I really want to talk about here for a few moments And it comes in verse 4, right after Paul talks about treasuring Christ Jesus. He says this, in verse 4 he says, I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. Once again, I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. And I thought about that going, wow, plausible arguments. In other words, someone saying to you, hey, Christ isn't that valuable. Hey, Christ isn't that worthwhile. Christ isn't really worthy of giving your entire life to. That's kind of a plausible argument to say, hey, listen to reason here. Christ isn't that valuable. You don't need to give yourself to this Christianity that much. That's kind of what Paul is saying, is saying, don't listen to such nonsense. Anyone that tries to speak to you and devalue Christ and talk down Following him with with great intensity is not there for your welfare. And so says Paul says, don't listen to those people. And so then I thought about, well, do we really have people like that in our culture? Do we have people giving us plausible arguments to not live for Christ? Well, it's very possible we do. Maybe you have experienced some of those things where people think living for Christ is, is, is nonsense and they're going to tell you about it. But I don't know if that's common. I think you can go through those things, and I think maybe you even will, especially as America continues to, to move further and further away from God. But I want to think of common ones that us as Christians might face on a week-to-week level, plausible arguments that can move us away from Christ if we listen to them. And so the, re- the thing I want to focus on today is I want to focus on some things that are subtly told to us. Not really necessarily arguments that are given to us from people. But I want to look at some subtle things that I believe the media is inundating our minds with. And you'll have to humor me with this list because this is a list I kind of came up with of common phrases and sayings that I've heard over the course of my life. And I want to look at them from a lens of treasuring Christ, okay? So you'll have to humor me. The first one I thought of is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's kind of the cornerstone here in America. That's kind of our saying here in America, is that we give everyone the ability to have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. If you were going to define America, that's how you define it. Well, immediately I started thinking about treasuring Christ in the sense of that. 
as we know, America is, is not a Christian nation right now. Whether it started that way or not, I don't know, but I would not <laughs> characterize America right now as a Christian nation. But life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness started with the, you know, the forefathers, and that was a saying that we've heard ever since we were young. But is it biblical? I mean, th these are the questions we need to ask when we're hearing phrases and things like that from the world. Is, is this a biblical mindset? Life is a good thing. Life is not a bad thing. But I don't think they're talking about eternal life. So it, really all they're talking about is life on earth. Okay, which is still a good thing. Life is a good thing. But we know from Paul, from the Bible, he says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Once again, Paul is basically saying life on earth is not the best thing there is. There's something greater. Liberty, we talked about that on Sunday. That liberty, a lot of the ways people consider liberty here in this country and in this culture are really the freedom to do whatever they want. Well, that's not liberty. Freedom to do whatever you want according to your flesh is not liberty. Because many of those things are sinful things that can actually lead, lead you away from God for all eternity. And will lead you away from treasuring Christ, of course. And then the last one, pursuit of happiness. Obviously not wrong to be happy, but there's nowhere in the Bible that tells us to pursue happiness. We're told to pursue holiness. Um, but we're never told to pursue our own happiness. In fact, many times Jesus tells us that our desires... Um, need to be cast off so that we can be further invested in Christ. And that's that's one. I didn't really want to harp on that too much, but I want us to think biblically about these to see if we're being inundated by some of these plausible arguments without even knowing it. And that's the first one, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I'm going to move quickly, so I can't linger too long. The second one is this, and this is kind of an older phrase. We don't hear this too much anymore, but this is probably more of my parents' generation, but the, the saying, if it feels good, do it, was common for a while. If it feels good, do it. I mean, just think about that phrase, <laughs> that if it feels good to your flesh, if it makes you happy, once again, if it gives you joy, do it. Live for it. Give your life to it. That's obviously something good. We can tell immediately that's not a biblical understanding. That is someone who is not treasuring Christ. If it feels good, do it is almost blatantly a sinful phrase because your flesh is telling you to do things that are against the Spirit, against what pleases Christ. And so feeling good is not the litmus test for whether we should do something. Um, pleasing and glorifying the Lord is. And so that's another one that, you know, not really common around today, but I've definitely heard it in my, in my lifetime is if it feels good, do it. That is not someone who's treasuring Christ. It should be, if it pleases Christ, do it, which therefore will also give you joy. Here's another one which is kind of current and common, or at least it was a couple years ago. Uh, the phrase YOLO, you guys ever heard of that? Y-O-L-O, -O, YOLO. I believe it stands for you only live once. I believe. And really the idea behind that is, is again, seize the day. Um, take this one opportunity you have in life and live it up. Chase your dreams. Do whatever makes you happy. You only live once, so don't waste it. And, and yeah, if you took that phrase and applied it to Christianity, you could make it work because it would be basically saying, you only live once, don't waste it. Treasure Christ, live for Christ. 
But again, I don't think that's the idea behind the phrase YOLO. Uh, I think it's really the idea of just chasing whatever your dreams are, whatever makes you happy, and don't let anything get in the way of that. And really, that's not a biblical mindset either. That's not someone who's treasuring Christ. Because if you only live once and you have the opportunity to treasure Christ on earth only once, then you need to go after whatever makes him happy, whatever, whatever pleases Christ. Because he's treasure. And you don't want to lose that treasure. And you want to invest in that treasure. And really, the, old, the idea of a feels-good do-it or YOLO has this idea of just... Um, just this person who is just chasing their, their most base, fleshly desires. And it's, it's not a calculated, spiritual mindset at all. It's just someone who's just willy-nilly just chasing the flesh and living for the happiness here on the earth. Here's another one that's very common today, and I, I don't want to make anyone feel bad if this is up in your house but I just, again, I want us to think biblically about these things. And so this is what I hear a lot or I see a lot. Live, love, laugh. Right? That's a common one. Live, love, laugh. These are things I'm bringing up to show us things that can be taught us subtly that can teach us to not treasure Christ. Live, love, laugh. Is that what life is about? Living, loving, and laughing just having good times and spending time with family and friends and having parties and, and loving each other and, and laughing with each other. And it's, it's, it's more than that. This world, this life that we have is more than live, love, laugh. It's deeper. It's more profound. I mean, Jesus taught us, listen, we're on the narrow path that leads to life. Yeah, the narrow path is not going to be a lot of loving and laughing and living. It's going to be a lot of sacrifice, a lot of pain. But the most interesting thing about that is that's the path of treasuring Christ. That if you get on that path, you really will experience all the joy and the liberty and the happiness that people are expecting to find here upon the earth. But you'll find it in Christ. You won't find it in the world. So live, love, laugh is just, it, it just tells us to just laugh off your life. Be happy, be joyful. Again, do what, whatever pleases you. Have a lot of good memories. And the person that follows Christ goes, wait a minute, I'm not here for me. This is not my real life. My real life is beyond the grave. My real life is with Christ in heaven. All of my dreams and all of my joy and all of my um, happiness will be on the other side. What I'm here now is to be a slave, a servant of Christ. That's actually what Paul called himself. The word he actually used was bond slave. He's a bond slave of Jesus Christ. And you would go, well, that's, that's kind of a weird Christianity. That's not a Christianity we want to think about. But I don't know anyone in the history of time that treasured Christ more than Paul. He is our example. He is a person who went the right way. When Paul willingly made himself a bond slave of Jesus Christ, he was treasuring Christ. He wasn't doing it because he had to in order to live. He was a person who understood what it was to please the one who gave his life for us. And so he made himself a bond slave for Jesus Christ. And he suffered and he was imprisoned and he was beaten and he was eventually killed because he simply wouldn't stop 
following Jesus Christ and telling people about him. Here's another one I hear a lot. It's on commercials and stuff like that. Very similar to the last ones. It says, love what you do and do what you love. Love what you do and do what you love. It's just not biblical. It's not biblical. It almost tells you you're your own Lord. You make your own path. You live your own dreams. You take this life that God has given you and live for whatever makes you happy. And don't let anything get in the way of that. So if there's something that you love, do it. As long as you're happy. As long as you're loving life. That's why we're here. Do you see the plausible arguments? Moving us away from treasuring Christ? These aren't helpful things. And yes, I don't know if all of these things, maybe I'm overblowing them. Maybe that's not what they intended. And if they are, forgive me. But I think we can we can get on a dangerous path here where we start listening to the propaganda of the media and be inundated with all of these sayings and phrases that teach us to like live your life, man. Enjoy it. Be happy. Laugh. Have fun. And yet the Christian life is like, listen, do you want temporary joy or do you want eternal joy? Do you want treasure that fades or do you want treasure that never fades and never spoils? And you really have to choose. But you can't have both. You can't have YOLO and be a bond slave of Jesus Christ. It's got to be one or the other. And I think here in America, again, we, we're trying to make some middle path here that we can have a foot in each camp. And, you know, we're part of live, love, laugh, but we're also part of Jesus Christ. And Jesus wants all of us. And if we truly treasure Jesus Christ, we'll be willing to give him all of us. I'll give you one last one and we'll be done. Um, this whole idea of a bucket list. I think there was a movie a few years ago on this idea, and now it's kind of like taken off. I hear this phrase a lot, you know, bucket list. There are things we want to do before we die. We have re Maybe people actually make lists or not, I don't know. Maybe it's just a fun little catchphrase we use, but to experience or do something before we die is, is kind of what we are here for, you know? I don't want to miss out on certain aspects of this life. So I want to travel to this place, I want to do this thing, I want to skydive, whatever it would be, is on my bucket list. So as long as I get to do this said thing before I die, I'll be good. There should be one thing on every Christian's bucket list. One. Live for Jesus. I was actually told a phrase... Um, when I was early in ministry, someone sat me down in his office and said, Todd, I've heard some of your lessons. I've heard you teach. Minded, you're no earthly good. And I said, uh, I might have. He goes, I think that phrase applies to you. I think you have a lot of zeal. I think you have a lot of passion. But I think you are out of whack with how much you are into this Christianity thing. And I was stunned by that. I couldn't believe this person was saying this to me because the person telling me this was somebody in ministry, somebody I looked up to, a mentor. And he was telling me that I should back her down a notch because it's not that important. It's not that 
vital. It's not that crucial to go that speed. And the funny thing about it is I wasn't even close to where I should have been. I wasn't even close to where the Apostle Paul had gotten to. And really, we need to check ourselves. That's all I'm saying. We need to check ourselves. We need to check with what we're listening to and what, we, what we're living by and say, is it, is it the biblical aspects or is it the worldly aspects? Are the things I'm listening to and thinking on and putting up in my house things that help me treasure Christ Jesus? Because he really is a treasure. He's the treasure of treasures. And if you have Christ, you have everything and everything the world desires to have. The person who follows Christ actually has and will have for all of eternity. And you don't want to waste this life. You don't. You don't want to get to the other side, see the wounds in Jesus Christ's hands and feet, and realize you squandered an opportunity to love him and live for him because you laughed off your life and you chased your dreams and you did whatever felt good and you pursued a bucket list. That's a bad way to live. And I want us to train ourselves to think better, to think higher, and to when we hear things and phrases and quotes and things from the media, or maybe even an actual plausible argument, we go, wait a minute, does that help me treasure Christ? Boy, what a really good question to ask every single day. Does what I'm hearing, does what I'm listening to help me treasure Christ Jesus? Because he is treasure, and if you know he's treasure, you will train yourself to think that way. And if you're not sure whether he's treasure or not, then you need to dive into him a little bit more. As the old proverb says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed are those who take refuge in him. Because once someone truly tastes of Christ, truly, there is no going back to what the world has. I hope this has been helpful. I hope we'll think on these things and really train our minds to think of things higher and better and greater than what this world can give us. And his name is Jesus. And he's a treasure. And he deserves all. And he demands all. But he's worthy of it. And if we do so, we will be rich. We will be happy. We will be secure forevermore. Blessings to you. Thanks for listening.